This is Radio Means Business, the podcast highlighting businesses and nonprofits in all of central Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Tony Pfeiffer, General Manager of WCHX, WKVA, and WVNW Radio here in the Junietta Valley. On this week's edition, we have a roundtable discussion with folks from the Junietta Valley Behavioral and Developmental Services Organization. In addition to the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention, we'll discuss mental health awareness, suicide prevention, and their big fundraising event, the Out of the Darkness Walks, which will happen in several municipalities in our area. Joining us today for the discussion, Bob Henry, Lisa Bollinger, Samantha Bruno, Stephanie Porch, and Christy Steidel. We'll begin today with Bob Henry. Bob, tell us a little bit about yourself and the organization. Hi, I'm Bob Henry. I'm the mental health coordinator for Juniata Valley Behavioral and Developmental Services. And essentially, we are the uh, public entity for um, creating mental health, uh, intellectual disability, and early intervention programs in Huntington, Mifflin, and Juniata counties. Who are the rest of the folks on the team with us today? On the call. Well, I'm Lisa Bollinger. I'm an administrative officer with Juniata Valley Behavioral and Developmental Services, and I'm part of the WALK committees. I'm Stephanie Porsche. I'm the WALK chair for the Mifflin Juniata Out of the Darkness WALK. I'm Samantha Bruno. I'm the area director for the AFSP Eastern Pennsylvania chapter. And I'm Christy Settle. I'm the WALK chair for Huntington County. Sam, do you want do you want me to go ahead and get started and then we can roll into AFSP? So like I, like I explained before, JVBDS is, is the county program for, for uh, MHID and early intervention. And um, essentially we're an administrative entity and we handle all of the administrative functions for Huntington Mifflin and Juniata counties uh, for those three program lines. And so my, my being the mental health coordinator, um, we develop contractual relationships with agencies across the counties. Um, to provide behavioral health services from case management to psychiatric rehabilitation um, to outpatient services and so forth. Ourselves here, we do not actually provide the direct services, but we contract those out uh, to other entities. And for instance, so we have three case management services. Uh, we have a, a what we call our base service unit who does all of our intakes and referrals out to other uh, programs and services. Um, and, um, then we have, uh, several outpatient providers that we contract with so that we can help out the individuals who are either uninsured or underinsured. Um, so if, for instance, they don't, uh, have insurance or they aren't eligible for medical assistance or managed care, uh, coverage, then what our responsibility is, is to make sure they get the services they need while trying to link them to those benefits. So um, <clears throat> that's basically it in a nutshell. Uh, we do contract for uh, crisis services, and I want to highlight that today, you know, in, 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 in uh, the age of COVID, uh, our, our crisis services are, are still up and operational. Uh, you can use telephone crisis or mobile crisis uh, to get a mobile response. And uh, the number for that across the three counties is 800-929-9583. So, and then I'd say probably about 10 years ago, um, we, we decided to do a suicide prevention task force uh, across the three counties, uh, recognized that our, our local uh, suicide statistics were very high uh, and so that is a still an ongoing thing, like I said, called Juniata Valley Healing Connections. And we're a collaboration of um, 
just different agencies and interested individuals, um, <clears throat> survivors of suicide and so forth that uh, come together on a monthly basis and meet. And then I guess the culmination of that is in October, the first Sunday of every October, we have an Out of the Darkness Walk, which is an American Foundation for Suicide Prevention uh, thing. We are a, an affiliate of AFSP uh, for Huntington, Mifflin, and Juniata counties in the, I guess, Sam, is it the central region or is it now the eastern region of PA? Um, so both. <laughs> okay. All under the eastern Pennsylvania chapter, but within that chapter, we have pockets, uh, regional council pockets, and so it's the central PA regional council within the eastern Pennsylvania uh, chapter. Thank you for clearing that up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> And so if you want to roll right into it, Sam, then with an overview of AFSP and, and how we kind of fit into the whole structure and, and then the uh, leading. I will add, though, that some years ago when we first started doing the walks and we decided to have them in the fall, uh, the commissioners in all three of our counties uh, did proclamations that the first Sunday in October is Suicide Prevention Awareness Day across Huntington, Mifflin, and Juniata counties. So that is when we hold our walks uh, since that time and in perpetuity, I would suppose. Yeah, so um, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, our goal is to save lives and bring hope to those affected by suicide. Um, we kind of have a multifaceted approach um, to doing that. So we fund scientific research. Um, we have educational programs for the community. Um, to educate them about suicide prevention um, and mental health. Um, we advocate for public policies, again, surrounding mental health um, coverage and, you know, bills that would reach more people and suicide prevention. And then we also have programs that support uh, survivors of suicide loss. Mm -hmm. um, we at AFSP believe that a huge part of suicide prevention is education. Um, we, we want to create a culture that is smart about mental health, um, that knows warning signs and risks factors, um, because if you can intervene before someone ever reaches that suicidal crisis, that's a, that's a way to really, you know, kind of attack suicide rates, if you will. Out of the Darkness Walks are signature fundraising events, and um, these events are held, you know, in, across the entire country, um, but we have the Juniata Valley walks. Um, so they happen every fall. Um, they, again, are, are really um, impactful community events because they, they bring people together. Um, it's a really, it's a safe space. Um, as I'm sure you can imagine, suicide can be a, a very isolating issue um, because there's still a stigma um, shame and embarrassment. And so to come to an event where other people either support the cause or understand what you're going through is really, really impactful and helpful for people in their healing journey. Mm -hmm. um, we also invite other community partners out to the walks that if you come, you can see what your community has to offer. So what services and resources are available to you? Um, they're just really great events. Uh, obviously, we've you know struggled uh, over the past year because of the pandemic. Um, but we're really hopeful this year that we can, you know, have something in person and safe. Um, so, you know, that's, we're already planning for the fall. We're, we're kind of starting to gear things up and, and hopefully reach more people this year. Excellent. Just uh, leading up to this interview today, I did some research and I was surprised to, to see a, 
a few alarming facts. I saw that um, suicide, you know, it's a large and growing public health problem. And I, I was surprised to learn that 47,500 people have died from suicide in 2019. Uh, and that was one death every 11 minutes. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure in this time of the pandemic that that number has gone up. So we can't um, accurately tie any data to that yet. Um, and we want to make sure that we don't to, to create any sort of contagion effect or mm. you know, surrounding the issue. Um, mental health um, crisis calls are definitely on the rise. Um, and that could be potentially a good thing because people are reaching out um, again to get help instead of, um, you know, going straight to suicide. Um, so we don't have data to back that up, but we are definitely concerned about it um, because people's mental health is definitely deteriorating right now and, and mm. protecting factors that people might normally have um, are weakening right now because social isolation, you know, maybe they're worried about income, you know, a lot of things are really coming into play. So it's definitely a concern. And that's, I think, why as a group, we really want to talk about mental health and warning signs and risk factors, um, because we need to be protecting ourselves and our loved ones very vigilantly right now. Absolutely. It's a rough time for a lot of people. Some of the resources that you, you folks had uh, spoken about, um, let's dive into the Juniata Valley Crisis Line. You said that that's manned by your organization directly, or that's... It, it is not. We, we contract with, with an agency by the name of Center for Community Resources. Okay. And uh, they, they provide um, the crisis services for at least, uh, at least eight other counties in Pennsylvania, and I believe more. Um, and they are also the um, the federal contractor for the suicide, the national suicide prevention hotline in most of Pennsylvania. Uh, so Center for Community Resources mans our our crisis uh, line 24 seven, 365 days a year. Uh, you can talk to a telephone crisis counselor or, like I said, you can request a mobile response. Um, in a uh, geographically rural area such as ours, mobile responses can, can take a little bit of time to get there, but it is available uh, and, and, and it works well. Uh, and as Sam said, crisis services have uh, actually in the beginning of the pandemic, the crisis services really, really dipped. And then we saw hmm. a bounce, a bounce back. And, and I, and I don't know if that was uh, the perception that they wouldn't be available or that there would be some kind of a modified delivery uh, of the service that that made folks uh, hesitant. Um, but as you spoke, you know, with all the, the pressures because of the pandemic, um, a lot of the, the services that are being delivered by providers right now are via telehealth. Mm. Um, you know, with some face-to-face -face for the folks who may, who may really, really need it more, um, but there's a lot of telehealth and there's a lot of isolation. And while it's worked well, um, to, to enable providers to, um, to maintain contact with the individuals they're serving. Uh, it also has the effect of, of isolating folks and, and, you know, you just don't get that face-to-face. -face. I mean, we're seeing a lot of good satisfaction with survey results of, of individuals receiving service. Um, but on the other hand, you have this group of folks that just prefer to be seen face-to-face and when they can't be and they can't attend the programming that they normally attend, you know, it, ha it does have a negative impact on on folks emotional well-being. So um, it, it is, you know, we, we really had to rally around crisis and, and making sure that people could stay connected. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And definitely uh, in this uh, time of the pandemic, uh, you know, that human connection, that, that face-to-face interaction is very important. Let me just run through the, uh, the numbers again here. Center for Community Resources, Union Valley Crisis uh, Hotline is 1-800-929-9583. Uh, there's also a text service. Uh, it's uh, looks like pound 63288. And there's also a chat at ccrinfo.org. And there's a few yes. other numbers here. The support and referral line is 1-855-284-2494. That would be for someone like a family member to refer uh, someone to or... Yeah, that's basically, it's called Persevere PA, and essentially it's a statewide program that that Center for Community Resources are partnering with the federal government to provide uh, through the uh, Substance Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Uh, And so, you know, outside of the the 929583, which is our local Huntington Mifflin Juniata number, there's also that other number that can be called as well. And then if need be, they can link you back to our local crisis services. So there's really no wrong door when it comes to accessing crisis uh, with either of those methods. Understood. And these are all 24-7 services. There's crisis crisis help available um, and there's support in the Junior Valley region 24-7. You touched on Persevere PA. Uh, That's a COVID-19 crisis counseling program. Is that correct? It is, but you don't have to uh, have a specific COVID uh, crisis to call that number. Um, it, it, it's a little misleading, but it, it it's definitely was put in place because of the pandemic, um, but it essentially serves as a statewide warm line uh, slash crisis line um, that, like I said, if if they can handle your issue over the phone through that service, they will. If you need something more intensive, they can patch you through to any local crisis program in the state. Excellent. And that number, uh, once again, is one 284 Obviously, these services all um, rely on funding. Now, you guys are, uh, I'm assuming, a nonprofit and pretty much donation based. Have you seen donations drop in, in this pandemic situation? That'd be a question for Sam, because we're quasi governmental and, and our and our funding comes mainly from state and federal sources. Okay. Um, a small amount of local, um, but mostly state and federal. So uh Sam AFSP is wholly uh donation based. So I'll let her address that. Yeah, we are. Yep, we're uh, donation based. Um, And AFSP is actually unique um, as far as nonprofit wise, because most of our funding comes from these community events, these out of the darkness walks. Um, We don't have a whole lot of individual giving major donors, you know, that grants any of that. It's it's primarily these um, walks that that fund our mission. Mm -hmm. Um, And we did we took a huge hit uh, this year because of covid. you know, it's, it's been a challenging year. Um, and so we're, we're hoping to have a better year in the fall so that we can continue to offer services, um, to the program, um, excuse me, to the community, um, and, you know, not have to make cuts or anything like that. Um, so it's, yeah, it's been, it's been a challenging year for sure. No doubt. So that also highlights how important the out of the darkness walks are, um, every year. And yeah, it's unfortunate that, uh, with the pandemic that you guys weren't able to do it. Um, last Absolutely. October. So we're hopeful that things will work out this October. Again, it's October, third, October right? 3rd, right? <laughs> okay. Um, so I understand you guys are get, getting into the process of planning this out. What goes into putting together an out of darkness walk in a community? Steph and Christy. 
<laughs> you need a Steph and a Christy. <laughs> I can start just with, um, it's a lot of collaboration. Um, so we start with outreach and our outreach goes to, um, it starts in-house with our um, providers, our consumers, and then we start to outreach the community. So we have businesses, nonprofits, um, we reach out to all of our elected officials, um, all of our police departments, our funeral homes, um, anyone that would be touched by suicide, the coroners. Um, you know, we give them the opportunity to receive a packet of information. Um, our schools is another one I forgot to talk about. Chris, you'll be able to, to um, give you more information on what's being done in Huntington County. Um, but so we reach out. Um, we use to mail out what well, we have. We've mailed out packets of information. Just AFSP has been gracious enough to give us a lot of documentation and handouts and, you know, just that personal touch. And then we put together the, the groups to meet and build this event. Um, we still had some type of presence in October of 2020 um, at the two locations. And we were very, very thankful that we still were able to raise funds, reach out and touch new people who did not know that the organizations existed. So I'll let Steph um, start with Mifflin Juniata and then we'll let Christy jump in with honey. Um, so I can say that since we started the walk, we have seen an increase in the community outreach. Um, we've actually had members in the community as far as businesses uh, or just local people reaching out to us constantly wanting to help, wanting to volunteer, wanting to get involved. We have seen a huge increase in that. Um, I know in 2019 when we held it, we had around 200 people, I believe, that showed up to the Mifflin Juniata Walk. The Port Royal Speedway gets involved. So it's a good way to get all, I guess, get all the three counties together for one day. Um, but we have seen, we've actually has, have had businesses reach out to us wanting us to come and do fundraising. Uh, they put on special events just so we can go and do fundraising and get the word out. Mm. And that has increased also, which is a great thing that has happened because now the community is not so much in the dark about some of these things. We're happy to be getting the word out and happy for the help. No and we do have those walks on the same day in both locations. Uh, so at the same time, you know, Steph, Steph and her folks down here are having to walk at Kish Park. Uh, then I, then uh, Christy in Huntington is chairing a, a, a group of individuals, uh, and I believe it's at Detweiler Field, correct, Christy? Yep, that's correct. And how, how was your experience this, this first year as a chair? Well, yeah, you know, COVID <laughs> kind of threw me for a whirlwind there. Um Considering that it was my first year and I had my back against the wall with a pandemic, um, I feel like it went okay. Um, I was a ball of nerves the day that it was going on just because it's, it was new and it was, you know, we weren't allowed to do things where people could be there. Um, but we've already started kind of various conversations here in our community. Um, we kind of opened the door a little bit with conversation, um, 
in the last couple of months, we are actually gearing up for a kindness awareness campaign here the month, the month of March. So that's brought out a lot of conversation through the community about, okay, what's happening with, you know, mental health awareness month, what's happening with out of the darkness. So people are already, it's already on the radar. So I'm fingers crossed, you know, um, that maybe we'll be able to do some, even if it's a hybrid style event, that maybe we'll have a little bit more interaction, but um, I know that it's kind of a um, fresh topic in a lot of ways. We just had a suicide about two, three weeks ago. And then it was a year anniversary for one of our students from last year that, of course, that happened. And then two weeks later, the pandemic. So there was a conversation about, you know, kids really wanting to be a part of this process. So schools are getting involved in the conversation. And, and so the first year, my feet are wet. Um, and I'm hoping, you know, that we'll be having a better walk here coming in October, but. The one thing I can say too, with these walks is it allows people to come together in a community that did not realize how many people are affected by suicide. Mm. It allows them to meet other people that's been affected, um, by loss and suicide and it allows them to gain that support system that they didn't even know was there. Mm. And we've seen people really come out um of severe depression and stuff because they met other people at these walks that they gained as supports and they exchange information and they had no idea that this even existed and so we you know that's our main purpose is get the word out to get the education out and to let people know they're not alone you know there is support there for them We've had people contact us who had losses from suicide and said they, you know, that somebody else in the community had directed them to us and they've come in and they've sat and they've cried with us and they jumped right in and said they couldn't have done it without the support. Excellent. Now, I imagine there's a lot of moving parts and and pieces to put together uh, when organizing one of these walks across multiple communities, whether it's, you know, uh, working with local um, uh, municipalities and stuff and, and, and mapping out the course and, and things like that. Um, if folks want to get involved in helping to put together the walks, what's the best way to reach out and get that information? Uh, you can contact our office. Uh, I'll just put Lisa on the spot and you, you can contact our office and, and she can guide you to the right, uh, depending on your location and depending on your interest, guide you to the right place. Um, so our number here at our office is 717-242-6467. Uh, and Lisa's our front line. So, so you, you'll, you'll get her and just tell her, you know, that you want to become involved in the walk and she can point you in the right direction. And you can also, um, every, each walk has its own webpage. Um, so for Mifflin Juniata's it's AFSP.org slash Lewistown. And Huntington's is not up yet, but it will be AFSP.org slash Huntington County. And Stephanie and uh, Christy's information is on that landing page. So you can reach out directly to them and say that you want to get involved as well. And we really try to encourage everybody to sign up for the walk. I mean, they don't, there's a place that you can donate on there, but they don't have to necessarily, you know, just signing up saying, hey, I'm interested. I want to come to the day of the walk. That's what it's really about. And I would say you have to have a good 
clinical or good, I'm going to say clinical committee, good, <laughs> good walk committee, because I could not have done any of this without the walk committee and Lisa and Bob mm-hmm. and Sam and all of them. I mean, there, you have to have that good support. One person cannot do it alone. And, it's the, you know, it's, it's the mission of AFSP. You know yeah. I mean? It's just, you know, that's, it, we do come together as a team and um, we each have um, Facebook pages as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Mifflin Juniata, Juniata County, and Healing Connections. And I did forward those to you, Anthony, so you could take a look at those. But, sure. you know, searching that, you know, Facebook page and just seeing some of the um, some of the memes and some of the events that are upcoming or some of the webinars you can participate in, we try to post on all three of those sites so that we're getting a good core of people in each of the three counties looking mm-hmm. at those and sharing those. And that's important. Um, I know Facebook isn't always the route to go, um, but it is a, a good avenue just to, to you know, flash advertisements. Um, and then the connection to the AFSP website mm-hmm. and the resources that are there are just amazing. Um, again, the Hope campaign was a postcard campaign that was just awesome. You go on there and you could send a, a postcard to anybody. And, you know, I knew a person who was struggling and with the loss of a brother. And I was just like, okay, you know, this was the perfect time. And signing up on that website, you know, and you get those email alerts and just quick reminders. And sometimes they just fall in the right spot whenever you need that little push. And this is something we do all year long. It's not just, we don't do it just in October. Mm. We start this, you know, we take a month (laughs) break, but then we start it right back up. So we're constantly sharing information and constantly holding events for people all year long. Like we don't get to just do it in October. This is pretty much I would say almost like a second job for us. No doubt. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions. I was going to ask if it was like one of those types of events where, okay, the event occurs on the third and then right away on the fourth, you're planning already for the next year and getting things uh, all set for the following year. Um, That's good. At least you get to take a month break and then dive into (laughs) it. (laughs) Um, Let me just run through the uh, websites one more time. It's AFSP.org slash Lewistown for more information on the Junior Valley Out of the Darkness Walks in Mifflin and Junietta counties, and then it'll be afsp.org slash Huntington for the Huntington County Walk. Uh, there's also the Facebook pages, uh, facebook.com slash Mifflin Junietta OOTD. Yeah, just search. Just I would say type in like out of the darkness Junietta Valley on Facebook and it'll pop up. Yeah. Okay, and the, the Huntington County one is a little more cut and dry here. It's uh, facebook.com slash Junietta Valley Healing Connections. For more information on the Out of the Darkness Walks, thanks to Bob Henry, Lisa Bollinger, Samantha Bruno, Stephanie Porch, and Christy Steidel for being part of the conversation on mental health awareness, suicide prevention, and the Out of the Darkness Walks of the Juniata Valley. Remember, if you're having a mental health crisis, contact the JVBDS Center for Community Resources at 1-800-929-9583, 1-800-929-9583, or visit their chat room at ccrinfo.org. That's ccrinfo.org. Thanks for listening to Radio Means Business, the podcast highlighting businesses and nonprofits in all of central Pennsylvania. If you'd like to be part of the program, please contact me, Tony Pfeiffer, General Manager WCHX, WKVA, and WVNW at apfeiffer at nmax.net. That's A-P-E-I-F-F-E-R at nmax.net. Or give our radio station business office a call at 717-242-1493, 717-242-1493. 
and be sure to tune in to the next edition of Radio Means Business right here.